Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Y'all Gay, a comedic podcast for everyone brought to you by two Southern queers. We're talking pop culture, life experiences, and everything in between. I'm Allie Clayton. And I'm Ever Maynard. And we just want to know, y'all gay? Hey y'all, hey y'all, the tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say, y'all gay, it's Allie and Ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now, y'all gay. Hey, welcome to the first episode of Y'all Gay. We are so glad that you're here. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And today, we're giving you a taste of what it's going to be like on this journey with us. We're teaching you some new Southern lingo to throw in your everyday life. We're going to be telling some stories about how we met. This is a podcast about two people growing up in the rural South, discovering they were gay. If you grew up in the South, you'll probably get a lot of the shit we have to say. Yeah. You know, we're going to be... You don't have to be gay. You'll probably just get a lot of the Southern stuff, too. Yeah, you're, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know that. And then we're like, well, guess what? That's a gay Southern icon. Yeah, Big Red. Big Red is a big Southern icon. We're Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to be talking about big Southern icons. We're going to be expanding your vocabulary with Southern sayings. We're going to be expanding our own vocabulary with actual real vocabulary. Words. Voca- words. Yeah. So Allie and I are from the rural South, but from different parts. Allie, yeah. Allie, where are you from? I'm from born and raised in Rougemont, North Carolina, which is like way out in the country where I grew up, like 30 minutes to get to a grocery store. But then you would be like in the the city of Durham, North Carolina. Okay, that's tight. I, I grew up in Little River, Texas, Little River Academy, Texas. Yes. And we we actually have... Even though we're from the rural South, we had real different upbringings. Very, yeah. Very different upbringings. You know, Texas, a lot of guns, a lot of guns by a back porch, a lot of guns on the back porch. My first car was a pickup truck with a factory. I thought you were going to say it was a gun. My first, yeah, my first car was a, a gun. They just <laughs> shot me out like a little cannon. I would go to community college. But yeah, it's, it's real Texas town. We just got a family dollar. Nice. And that's the place to go to gossip. Wow. Mm-hmm. To go to gossip? Yeah. The family dollar? Yeah, people in the community just go to the family dollar. And it's just like talk a hang. shit. Talk shit in a parking lot. Let's get a deal and talk some shit. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we had a mini mart, Pat's. Pat was the guy that ran it. Um, and I think one stoplight in Ridgemont. We had a flashing light until Ooh. too many people died and then they put in a stoplight. Oh, okay. You know the flashing yellow lights? Yeah. There was like one major highway and then like a back road that intersected. And most people were like, I ain't fucking stopping. I don't know what this means. Yeah. Well, it does just mean slow down. Yeah. Doesn't really mean stop. Yeah. My dad would say when you see the yellow squeeze the lemon, which means you go a little faster and go right through. See? And that's another thing you're going to be learning. We're going to be playing a game called What'd He Say? <laughs> that's and it's, what my dad says. Oh, shit. Allie's dad said, squeeze the lemon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds like a normal thing, people. Did your dad make that up? I don't know. 
I, I think he makes up a lot of things. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, isn't that a Southern saying? But then, like, I'll ask you, and you're like, I've never heard I've like, never heard of it. But it makes sense, because a lemon is yellow. Yeah. And you squeeze it, and you mm-hmm. put your foot on the gas. Yeah. What is... um. AC Ducey mean? My dad said that's a southern term for being a bisexual. See, I had never heard of that. <laughs> I'm not sure if he understands what a bisexual is, <laughs> but according to him, it's called AC Ducey. <laughs> okay. So Allie and I met in Chicago. In Chicago. I look at me trying to stick to a outline like we're so. Not, we're not very good at sticking to the plan. Um But at, we are trying our best. But we're trying. And that's what you need to know in this podcast is that we are trying our best. We are trying our best. Listeners, I know y'all are too. Allie, where did we meet? Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at accents. Very good. No, yeah. Allie and I uh, met in Chicago. In 2009. Yeah. Early aughts. Mm -hmm. Early aughts. People were wearing handlebar mustaches. Unironic. Well, it was ironic, but they yeah. were wearing it sincerely. Yeah. Do you remember that? Low cut jeans. Still skin tight jeans. Skin tight. You are the first person that I ever saw wear jorts. And you taught me how to make jorts. See, that's a Southern thing. That's the thing I thought everybody did. Yeah. Make well, I guess my Uncle Danny did. My Uncle Danny did, mm-hmm. actually, now that I think about it. He never had a swimsuit. He just wore cut off blue jean shorts i just can't imagine the amount of chafing that man had i mean that probably hurt it seems like it would be a rash down there i think so oh wet denim wet de- that was his swimsuit. wet moist denim and then would just like go around for the rest of like it would get out it'd dry and then he'd go about his day he always wore i guess he did always wear maybe it- he's gay uh, I'm gonna go with definitely no, but he's a gay southern icon. But he could no. be a good with that the mustache he had and and those uh oh early aughts handlebar guy. Oh, I mean, but his whole life, Uncle Danny had a big mustache. Ooh, that's nice. And he looked weird without it. You know, sometimes it is jarring when you see when you see your friends, your male friends mm-hmm. that have grown a mustache and you've known them that way for ten years. Yeah, and then they shave it, and you're like, oh. I don't know, but it it does feel like an assault when a man <laughs> when a man shaves. shaves, yeah, and you're not ready for it, and you've known him for years, and all of a sudden you have you're confronted. It's a confrontation. Yeah, my dad can't grow a beard; he can grow patches, um, which he has chosen to do. Like, wait, few, your dad has chosen to do just patches on his just face, some patches, um, like Ted Cruz. Yes, like really, Ew. It's so gross. Not currently, thank God. Um, but how long would he grow these patches? Okay, so when my sister turned 18, she got engaged and was going to get married. And dad immediately grew a beard. Um, and at a that, protest? At a protest, yes. <laughs> patches. And they Wait. kept they begged him and begged him to please. And he said, nope, if I don't want you to get married. So if you're getting married, I'm not cutting off my beard. And so in all the photos. I mean, oh, he, he really did it to protest. Oh, yeah. That was a protest. I think he still paid for the wedding, though. I'm like, I think that would have been a bigger protest. But <laughs> he's like, I'll show you in all these photos. I'm going to look like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, but jokes on everybody because they're divorced. <laughs> I mean, he was right. Yeah. He's also like, you're 18. Yeah. What are you doing? I have an aunt and an uncle that got married when they were like 18. 
Yeah. How many kids do they have? Two still together. Yeah. When I found out that, I said, what? Yeah. Different time. Different time. Very different time. What's another time your dad grew his mustache? He had it recently, and I was just like, Dad, that really looks bad. (laughs) Somebody needed to tell him. Yeah. So you grew up in Rougemont. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Um, Well, like, I grew up on 25 acres of, like, farmland so we had horses we had miniature donkeys um (laughs) what else did you have i'm not we're not going into that today i i grew up with a lot of exotic animals go ahead give the give the listeners a little nibble a little nibble okay so as far as a nibble i had three monkeys a snow leopard a clouded leopard two zebras everybody's like this queer is a pathological liar <laughs> you're and y'all had a tiger or two yeah right? we had a, we had one tiger we had a lion um i forgot y'all had a fucking lion tt the lion <laughs> <laughs> love that lion but it is wrong it's wrong to put them in a cage it's wrong to own exotics uh but what an interesting way to grow up i grew up barefoot <laughs> and, and you had fucking lions I was also barefoot, but I was just barefoot in a lion's cage. I mean, that's cool. I was barefoot in creeks, rivers, drainage ditches. Looking back now, I'm like, my mom fully let me go barefoot in like little drainage ditches catching crawdads. It's like that. You catching crawdads in a drainage ditch? Because they come out after it rains. And there was Um, one right off the freeway bridge (laughs) that we live next to. And I thought it was always like a waterfall. And I would just walk down there barefoot with like some bacon grease or a hot dog on a string and I would just <laughs> catch a bunch of polluted crawdads. Then we lived next to a dirt and a, a hot ba- dog on a, a string. string. Yeah. <laughs> a quarter mile down the road. And I would just catch crawdads. I'd put them in a bucket and they'd die. We'd catch crawdads. Um, and feed them to DT? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did feed her deer meat. Was TT? TT was a woman. Titi was a woman. Titi was a lioness. Yes, correct. This is a nibble, but I definitely need a whole bite. So we'll do a whole episode on it at some okay at some point. I have to know more. Should we say we're comedians? <laughs> yeah, just so y'all need to know, we're not just like two sales associates that decided to do a podcast. Just so y'all know, we're not in charge of customer service. <laughs> we're, we're not two TSA agents. <laughs> we don't work for Delta or JetBlue. Uh, Just so you know, we, we don't work in any kind of no. office capacity. We are not two front desk associates. <laughs> we're not two Claire's retailers. I've never pierced anybody's ears. I've never pierced anybody's body did help somebody pierce their belly button once got in big trouble see you're a little freaky deaky like me i put spacers in my own ear oh i had a taper i iced one ear down and i did it within the whole span of the oprah winfrey show (laughs) i got a taper from hot topic it looks like a spear inspires everybody everybody live your best life (laughs) and one ear got infected because i did it within the course of two days Mm. and immediately put a spacer in the next day I watched Oprah, I said, I'm not going to have this ear get infected. Because it was infected. I was getting fevers. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Where was TT? Who named TT TT? 
<laughs> I think TT was already named when we got her. Okay. Again, we're gonna be t- we're gonna be taking a lot of bites out of this TT story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I did that. Um, I I also come from like just so y'all know, um, public school. <laughs> yeah and just so y'all know i come from public school <laughs> <laughs> that's how you can tell i come from <laughs> private learning disability <laughs> school but everyone would probably think i come from no school <laughs> <laughs> okay so you come from i mean i had some money growing up but oh the- i was talking about the disabilities i didn't know if we want to talk about that oh yeah we can talk <laughs> we can talk about my disabilities yeah. um i am dyslexic mm-hmm. dyscalculic and ADHD. Which one is dyscalculic? The one where you, you the numbers get jumbled. Because mm-hmm. I have frontal lobe seizures, and now my numbers get jumbled, and I don't realize they're jumbled until my boss is like, "Why did you write this?" And I said, "Well, I wrote what you told me." Yeah. And then I'll read the numbers back, and I'm like, "See?" And he's like, "No, look at it again." And then I'll have to look at it and read it again and again, and then finally I see, "Oh, I did write it wrong." Yeah, and then you flick yourself in your lobe and you say, do better. Yeah, do better, you fucking moron. This is why you'll never have a TT. (laughs) Get that lion mentality. Get that TT mentality. Here's the deal. Yeah, we're going to be talking about gay southern icons like Big Red and... Mountain Dew. I love a Dew. You do love a Dew. See, I think that's a different part of the South because you came home with a Mountain Dew and I said, Allie's getting jacked. Because I don't drink alcohol. I don't really drink caffeine very much but i love caffeine and i tell you what you drink a mountain dew that's caffeine that's a different level that, that ain't no coca-cola Mm-mm. you're up you're doing the do it's not safe for children but i do feel a little embarrassed to walk around with a mountain dew because i'm like it oh, is everybody knows i'm a bumpkin I would say I would feel embarrassed drinking a Mountain Dew. I wouldn't think that people thought I was a bumpkin, but I do think that people thought I was a meth addict. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, oh, Mountain Dew? Okay, you, you've probably stolen a dirt bike. I mean, honestly, Big Red and Mountain Dew, those are the drink of choice for public yeah. schools. I feel like Yoohoo. Yoohoo's a pretty Southern. Yoohoo's are big Southern, but we didn't ever get Yoohoo's. Mm, there was this one time in the fifth grade um where i was trying to lose weight and um (laughs) on your own you just decided that well no my dad's mom and aunt would always call me fat they sound great (laughs) um it was actually very jarring and uh (laughs) you know funny how things work out but you know when you're a young person like since i was like eight they'd be like you're fat you're fat you're so fat like just straight to my face in front of everyone it was it was really fucked up but there's one year i decided to lose a bunch of weight and i convinced my mom to buy me slim fast meal on the go oh yeah meal on the go i would still be hungry so i'd have a slim fast for breakfast slim fast for lunch and then i'd be hungry i just have a hot pocket after that (laughs) (laughs) i actually gained weight that summer if you could believe it my cousin had the little, you know, like the little rocker thing. It's like you put your head in it and then like you rock forward and back and hold on to the bars. And it like um, you're like doing crunches. With oh, it. yeah. Yeah. The crunch. So they had one of those. And my cousin wanted slim fast. And my uncle Danny was like, as soon as I see you in here on this machine, I'll get you some slim fast. So she had to she was supposed to do at least like 20 crunches a day if she wanted to get slim fast. I mean, slim fast. That marketing scheme. Their marketing was good. It worked on children. Yeah, children. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, sad children. 
Yes. <laughs> Slim fastest for sad children. Sad junkie children. Sad junkie children. Listen up. You don't, you don't need, need Slim, Slim Fast. fast. Shame on you, Slim Fast. We've learned anything in this podcast. <laughs> small, chunky children do not need Slim Fast. Speaking as a small, chunky child, no. You do not need Slim Fast. I don't even think they make Slim Fast. Oh, they do. They, they do. still make Slim Fast. Mm. Registered trademark. Who owns this? The Slim Fast Corporation owns it. Hmm. Mm. Let's take a look at their ingredients. Let's not. Chunky children. <laughs> 10 grams of protein. Well, that's not good. Anyway, so we met in Chicago. <laughs> and we're both doing comedy out there. Yeah. And you're out. I'm not. See, I didn't know that I was already out by the time we met. But I do. You weren't fully but out. But everybody but knew. But you had a mullet. I mean, I had a mullet. I was teaching jort lessons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, of course I was. Even my parents, my parents have known I was gay, I think, since I was born. Really? Because they'd be like, if you're like Ellen, no matter what, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm not gay. I remember you because you had a white Mercedes Benz SUV. And I didn't realize that people our age could have that. Um, It was a 2003 Mercedes ML320. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the car I got for my 16th birthday. Tight. Yeah. It was great until, um, like, the government came and took everything because my dad didn't pay any taxes. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, TT. See you later. See you later, TT. Bye-bye, nice car. Bye, TT. Um, yeah, because my family was, like, the Beverly Hillbillies is, mm-hmm. like, really what I compare it to. So, like, pretty much most everybody in my in my family are you know very blue collar and then my dad hit it big as like a lawyer so we had all this money and we're like going to country clubs and stuff but like still just so country like Mm -hmm. in who we are and everything we do yeah i remember one time we went to a restaurant and my dad ordered a fillet mignon which is a filet mignon (laughs) (laughs) it's like we are supposed to be here we'll have the fillet mignon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to trick anybody here we are regular patrons <laughs> <laughs> um what was it to- oh yeah like it's really fancy restaurants they'll mm-hmm. give you like a sorbet at the beginning to cleanse your palate i didn't know that yeah this is like this was one place we went that was like really really fancy wait and- is this in the early 90s they did that or they yeah, still do i don't that? know if they still do it or not it definitely in the early 90s like just a plain like lemon sorbet yeah, apparently it cleanses your palate or something. But they brought one around to the table, and our, our cousin lifted up and goes, "Cheers!" and shot it. He thought somebody bought a round of shots. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know how they make you smell the cork? No, uh, I've never done that. Oh, see, so- you're so fancy. I don't know shit about shit. I don't know this stuff. So I don't know shit about shit. Y'all gay? <laughs> Still now I have a hard time figuring out if somebody's gay. So this podcast is to help everybody. It is hard to tell because there's not one look for it, as you can tell between us. Yeah. Well, b- between me and you, you could tell I'm gay, but you can't tell you're gay. No. You're like a little TT chameleon over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they make you smell the wine cork. Yeah, so like when you're at a really fancy restaurant, they'll um, open the wine and they'll hand you the cork and you're supposed to like smell it. Well, my cousin just took it and licked it and said that seems good. (laughs) In this fancy ass restaurant. Yeah. Same time, same day that your dad ordered the filet minion? Mm, Different day. 
How many fancy restaurants were there around y'all? Well, we went, so we were part of a country club called Treyburn. The big thing about it is that Michael Jordan is a member and he has a house in Treyburn. And then uh, also Dave Thomas, the Wendy's guy. (gasps) Did you ever see Michael Jordan or Dave Thomas? I saw Michael Jordan a lot. But I never saw Dave Thomas. Oh, could you imagine meeting Dave Thomas? I remember there was a plaque, and if I brought a friend, I'd be like, "See, Dave, Dave Thomas from Wendy's." I mean, that's cool. Michael Jordan is very cool, obviously. Yeah, but Dave Thomas, as someone that fast food was a treat growing up, mm-hmm. that was like, okay, we're gonna spend some money for lunch. Wendy's. I mean, Wendy's was fancy. Shit. Yeah, better yeah. than the Mickey D's. For sure. Wait. Okay, so. Michael Jordan, did he have like on a suit all the time or like a cigar or what? He golfs a lot. And Mm -hmm. so Treyburn has a really great golf course. And my parents made me go to golf, tennis and swim camp at the country club. And I hated it. Um, So the first year, just hated it. Complained, complained, complained. The second year, I accidentally drove the golf cart into a sand pit. And then they kicked me out. Accidents happen. I know, right? Then I realized, oh, if you drive something into a sand pit, they kick you out. So the next year, I'm just the first day on the course, I got in the golf cart and was like, boom, and went straight into the sand pit. I was like, can I go home now? Because I hated it. And then they did they let you go home? Oh, yeah. I got kicked out again. Ugh. Rebel. I mean, you're learning. You're gaming the system. You're learning the system. Yeah. But that's where we would see Michael Jordan. You were face to face to a celebrity. Uh-huh. Regular. But I didn't get it. Like I was I was like eight, like uh, Yeah, you're like, oh that's Michael Jordan. Had Space Jam come out yet? No. And I mean I knew like that he was a basketball player mm-hmm. and everything. But like my brother was much more like excited. But we yeah. had so many of his autographs and I'm like, hey Ma, why didn't what well, I don't know what my mom did with him. You could have sold those autographs. I know, right? Damn. We could be in a studio instead of on my couch right now. <laughs> But mama (laughs) fucked it up for everybody. Come on now, mama. Of learning new languages with Babbel. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. It's Babbel time. Y'all know I have learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic and have ADHD. And I love that with Babbel, you can go at your own pace. And each convenient course is only 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day, y'all. That's all it takes to learn a new language. And with Babbel, you can learn everything you need, like how to have real-world conversations, from vocabulary words to basic phrases to culture. Like, y'all could hang with Babbel. Plus, what I really like is that Babbel has speech recognition technology that I think some of our more Southern listeners will love because it helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Everybody knows my accent's thicker than a nine-and-a-quarter hot dog on a summer night. And Babbel actually understands me y'all one thing i really love about Babbel is the content i'm learning is personalized i get real-time feedback tracking and visualizations that help me stay focused and motivated that's why 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester y'all that's the most university i've done y'all it is 2024 and it's time to be the best you with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works so here's a special limited time deal for our listeners Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash y'all gay. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash y'all gay, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L. 
dot com slash y'all gay rules and restrictions may apply hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, what great foreshadowing that you would move to Chicago one day. True. There you are in Chicago in your white cream. I remember, I'm I'm serious. I didn't know that people, first of all, I didn't even know what a Mercedes Benz was because there were no Mercedes Benz, BMWs. Lexuses in our area. It was Ford trucks, Chevy trucks, or Dodge trucks. Maybe like a weird ass Dodge car or a Ford Focus or whatever it was. But there were no like nice cars. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. And then when I saw you that, I was like, wow. And then when I was like, it, it was very, it certainly was very nice as a 16 year old. That was mm-hmm. freaking insane that he did that. Like, I would have much more so preferred that they just like put money in a savings for me. Yeah. And now we're just all poor. Um, you know, hindsight, we, I don't know how to spend money. Oh, I was not taught how to manage money. Oh, 100%. At all. Had to figure that out on my own. Had to figure out being gay on my own. I bought a book called The Complete Lesbian Sex Guide when I I came out. I bought a book called Dear John, I Love Jane, short stories about women who leave men for women. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that real? Dear John, I Love Jane. Yes, I found it at the discount bookstore. Where at? Chicago or here? In Chicago. Damn. Okay. Do you remember? Here's the deal. It's let's set the stage. It's early 2000s. Yes. 2009. I've come out. I'm wearing jorts, Urban Outfitter tops, mm-hmm. usually from the sale rack. I, at, at some point in my Chicago career, I just started cutting my own mullet and feathering it with a razor blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a chrome bag. Yeah. I'm zipping around on a bicycle. All, always on a bicycle you were. Ironic lumberjack is very in. Mm-hmm. We're rowdy. We're like little raccoons, little rodents. And if you're unfamiliar with comedy or comedians in general, especially in Chicago, Chicago is a drinking town. It's a mm-hmm. drinking city. I had never really been in an environment like that, much less a bar until I went to Chicago. And they were like, you can drink until 5 a.m. here. Yeah. And if you want, why don't you just keep drinking until the next day? And you're like 21 and you're like, yeah. Yeah. That, I like the sound. Yeah, I'll have a Long Island iced tea. Drink till 4 a.m. Sleep maybe until 9, 10. Yeah. Go to an endless Bloody Mary brunch. Yeah. Drink all afternoon. It's evening time. I don't know how we're alive. I don't <laughs> know. And then in the meantime, we're telling jokes. But they're, they're not like great jokes at first. Oh, no. And you get tricked into going. See the thing, like I always just like fr- from the moment I met you was just like you have been like no one makes me laugh the way you. I make mean, me same. Laugh. <laughs> Instant friends. Instant. I was like, oh yeah. Do you really love me, or did you want to meet TT? <laughs> I didn't even know about TT until <laughs> true, just true. a few minutes ago. <laughs> I knew you had lines. I might have known if I forgot anything. Anything I forget now, I just blame it on my seizures. Uh, just my seizures. I forget things. It does rattle your memory. 
your memory bank so i have to start taking medication for that um i just say it's my uh oh sorry that's my my mood disorder and years of alcoholism (laughs) (laughs) see we gotta laugh or we cry (laughs) yeah (laughs) what do we call this slim fast sad chunky kids yeah yeah Mm-hmm. See, I got to remember that. So we're, I'm riding a bike around everywhere. Allie is driving everywhere. We're going to open mics. After an open mic, you drink. Yeah. You go to a diner. I, where did we meet at Shambles? I thought we met at Shuba's. That would make more sense because mm-hmm. Shuba's was a little bit of a nicer place mm-hmm. for comedy. And I ran just, think of a tin can, trash can. <laughs> We had fun, though. We had we so had, much fun at Shambles. Man, yeah. Our shout out to June, the owner. He let us have... Well, we at one point had full reign of that back bar, an open bar. We could do whatever. And then one night, my co-host and I stayed there and comics drank almost all of the alcohol behind the bar. Oh, my God. Thousands of dollars worth of alcohol. <laughs> and he got so mad but he was such a sweet guy that he was just like please don't do that again <laughs> i i ran an open mic i think it was after you left chicago but at mullins oh yeah, i remember mullins okay um and it was yeah it was the same thing like you know i will pay you in drinks so you can just you'll be here for four hours you can just drink as much as you want mm-hmm. and so i was like whoa on thursdays i black out and like <laughs> every thursday hey this is something but it was like something here's something to look forward to yeah and in hindsight it's like we should have been paid for our time yeah like are you fucking kidding me four hours and i'm bringing you x amount of dollars you yeah. know i let another comic host my open mic and i mean they would just give us so much alcohol that she ended up puking while on stage. (laughs) Which is just a very Chicago sentence. So this podcast, we want to help you figure out or understand Southern culture, Mm -hmm. ruralness, gay stuff. (laughs) Look, we had to figure it out on our own. Yeah. I mean, you have an incredible story. Thank you. And again, just a nibble, but it has to deal with Ricky Lake. (laughs) go ricky go ricky go ricky go ricky mine was some girl finally asked me out and i said yes and then i told my mom and and that's the story of my date and that's exactly how i date now i won't pursue i just really oh my god i'm gonna have to talk to my therapist nina about this i will not pursue a woman i sit back and if she says i like you let's go on a date yeah or she gives me like a little thing i go okay well maybe it's because you've watched so many like creepy creepy dudes in comedy be creepy and you're like i i don't want to be yeah i don't want to be a creep and i think also it has to do with like the lack of butches and our media and the stigma that the media and the culture has put upon individuals that look like me for those of i have a shaved head with a little peepee top a bowl (laughs) cut a little bowl cut. Look a like pee-pee a, top. I call it like a little penis head. <laughs> so I look very butch because I, I am very butch. And and not- I'm very butch. So when I when I think about the media representation that I grew up with or like butch people were the butt of the joke or gay people were creepy. Yeah. I internalize that. And that's not fair. And now that's how I feel. I didn't, I didn't know 
growing up that women could be gay and be feminine at all. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I thought, so for a long, like, even though I had thoughts and feelings and everything, it was like, well, I can't be because, like, I like to wear dresses sometimes and I like lipstick and so I can't be. Yeah, we're we're true because there's not representation Mm -mm. and I guess that's why representation matters. matters. Why don't you let everyone know, I think it's important for them to know our pronouns, mine or she, her. Mine are they, them. Yeah, I think that's an important thing for them to know about us. Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm going to get top surgery, too. So as we continue on this journey, I'll let you in on that, too. If Chop you're them off. Chop my tits off. I'm going to go swimming in the tank without a top on when I go home. Can I have one of them when you're done? <laughs> I gave Ellie a look because I was like, I don't know if you want it in a jar or like <laughs> feed it to TT or what. I was thinking about just like a boob in a jar, but then I'm like, well, I guess you have to keep the nipple. Oh, that's right. I do want to keep my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> just like a little Ken doll running around here. <laughs> uh, Dude, that would be tight. Make me look like a Ken doll. <laughs> Please. <laughs> your hair is cooler than a Kindle. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Well, I mean, you teased it a bit with your Ricky Lake comment. Because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about our first times next week, right? We're talking about our first times. Yeah. First times. First time that we knew we were gay. First time that we started kissing women. First dates. First sex stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that. And as you can tell, it's going to be a rowdy time. Okay. You know what's crazy? We're what? both the same age. I don't. Do you want to talk about our ages? 35. Feeling tired. 35. Oh, you're feeling tired. Here's the deal. I turned 34. Horniest I've ever been. I am so, so horny. horny. I'm just, I just want to nap and fuck. fuck. I don't know. So, and then it, that's when women are, or biological women, biologically, because I don't identify as a woman, but st- my, my hormones and stuff. Yeah. This is our sexual prime. Wow. Peak. We're in it. We're TTs. <laughs> I'm I wake up and it's just like is this what men feel like all the fucking time? But also to the point where like I get so horny that I feel mad. Yes, and I'm like, I can't be fucking horny right now. I'm on I a got bus. Stuff to yeah, do. I got stuff to do. I can't go rub one out. Now, now I just feel like I have to tell you that I was so horny the other day. You're working on the couch. I had to go rub one out in the bathroom. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just go to your bedroom? I thought maybe that'd be too obvious. I don't know. If I go in the bathroom, you just think I'm taking a dump. A car honked as soon as <laughs> Alex said, taking a dump. <laughs> no, I think it would be more normal just to just be like, hey, I'm going to go take a little nap. Now I'm wishing I didn't say anything. Now every time I go to the bathroom, I'm like, well. Trust me, I'm not going to be thinking about, I'm not, I'm not, I'm probably going to forget it because I'm so horny that I'm going to be like, damn. I hate Alex in the bathroom because I sure would like to go in there and rub one out. I got to rub it out. Well, my phone is not, nonstop is blowing me up. Um horny let's talk about that real quick even talking about our first times gearing up for that i'm like yeah i'm feeling horny right now <laughs> and i think being horny is a gay so they're not gone being horny yeah for yeah. sure just horny in public spaces yeah like we're horny and it's like cute and funny 
I think. Right. But like if it was like a man. I wouldn't want to know. I don't want to know. I think men are always horny. Hey, listeners, if you're a man, write us in. Let us know if you're always horny. We want to hear from you. (laughs) Brought to you by SlimFast. Registered trademark. For your cute, chunky kids. (laughs) For your chunky kids. (laughs) And here's the deal. My parents were on, we were on a budget. That was a splurge for me. SlimFast, yeah. It was expensive. It was. That's what Uncle Danny was saying. That ain't something that you just like, oh, get it like a 12 pack of DP, Dr. Pepper. It was expensive. like 15 bucks, 16 bucks. And my parents, we grew up poor. And y'all got the real Dr. Pepper, not Dr. Perky? No, my mama needed a Dr. Pepper and a parliament. <laughs> smoked true, true 100s is what she smoked when we were growing up. Okay. That was her breakfast. True 100s and a Dr. Pepper. Nice. <laughs> My mom uh, smokes Silver Thins, which they don't even sell anymore. I mean, that sounds exotic and fancy. Oh, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for tuning in. We're looking forward to next week. We are going to be, I mean, with horny sex stuff and first times, you know, we're going to be teaching you some new Southern language and lingos, new Southern terms. I just found one out today, squeezing a lemon, which is not what you would think. No, that's when you go into a... I thought you were squeezing a lemon in in the bathroom. Now that's what I'm saying. (laughs) No, I was flicking the bean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're creeps. Um, (laughs) Y'all, thank you so much for listening to Y'all Gay this has been truly so fun. So fun. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And we just want to know. Y'all, y'all gay? <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's Allie and Ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about. So let us ask you now. Y'all gay? Hello, and thank you for tuning in for our very first episode of Y'all Gay. I'm Allie Clayton. I'm Ever Maynard. And we just want to know. Y'all Gay. We're so excited that you're here. We are. I just, how much do you love our intro song? I I, love our intro song. I love it so much. And it's also, the the person who did this is also a very funny comedian who is now on the main stage at Second City. Yes. So, first of all, congrats to Evan Mills. And also, thank you so much. Thank you. We love our song. And uh, we have great cover art by the very talented Rudy Schultz. And of course, we wouldn't be here without the amazing... Neil Davis. Our fantastic podcast editor. So, round of applause to them. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Share it with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> just a word of mouth. You know, just tell them. Yeah, just a little bit of taste of everything that is to come with this podcast. Speaking of come, we talk about being horny in our mid-30s and we're horny. (laughs) It's better you know this now. It's better you know what you're getting yourself into now.